welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 120, well, no, 112, sorry. A bit, uh, almost rush, 2112. No, it's 112. It is Fretzel Podcast. You're here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, who's tripping over his words today. But you are also joined by Mr. Lee Padabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabadabad
pretty relevant and uh, I think it'll it'll do pretty well. Yeah, um, it's a good video. It, it, it bloody well ought to have been. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there you go. So because of that vacuum of power, my... Um, <laughs> Uh, my video that was waiting in the wings swooped in and this was about the dial-up fuzz by Emergy Effects. Uh, so this week not only did that drop on pedal boards of doom where we did a full demo of it uh, but we also did the no talk all tone uh, that released about what two hours ago three hours ago now <laughs> so it it originally was scheduled in wasn't it and then it yes. wasn't. Yeah. And then it yeah. was. And then it got scheduled back, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it yeah. was scheduled for this week. And then you had a, a little bit of news saying, oh, can can you drop that, that video that you've done this week, Lee? And you're like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll work that. So I, yep. I rescheduled my video and then, then I had to reschedule it back. But it's all good. It's all good. Let's talk talk a little bit about the uh, the energy effects dial-up because we've both had the pleasure of playing it. The same, same pedal? Um, the yeah. exact same pedal, yes. <laughs> I, I think we discussed it a little bit um, back at, um, a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, we did. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> we just got really <laughs> quiet. That, that, that is the end of that conversation. <laughs> Yeah, do, do you remember we were saying like um, they're saying how I, I really wanted it to, I, I really liked it and it was like a real really good amb- ambient machine. It was like had the same sort of vibe for me as the blue box because I had to kind of fight it, um, yeah. but that fighting kind of produced tones from me that I wouldn't normally play with any normal overdrive and these sort of things. So yeah, it was. Um, that that's why I love that pedal so much, both of them. Um, yeah, and uh, I I also said that it was hard for me to send it to you because I knew it was going to a good home, but it was also at a good home already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like in in terms of like the the person you'd kind of put for that pedal, you'd go, well, this is like the blue box, and then some more. You'd go, that's definitely Lee's thing. Um, but I, I kind of I fell in love with it a bit, um, and I, I was really not expecting to because I'm not a massive fan of the blue box. I mean, I've played one and it's it's okay, but it's not really my thing. Um, but this uh, this dial up, it had that like you say, it had the 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 fight in it. It was trying to fight back, mm. um, and I really loved that the fact that I was having to find the sweet spots on the guitar volume to make it you get like a, a perfect balance between like the squealing noises and then your actual notes because if you if you don't yeah. dial it in just well enough you get a little bit too much of one or the other it's it's not going to let you get away with just playing the same five notes you know it's it's just it it doesn't let you do what you're used to yeah, yeah, and it, it does require you to kind of think outside the box. Um, yeah. And on the, the pedal boards of demo, um, <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's some um, some demonstration on that. I, I followed very much yours and Michael's advice, who's the uh, the guy behind Energy Effects, uh, and did a little bit of ambience with it. Mm. Uh, so I did like a little ambient clip within the middle where I'd usually put like a no talk or tone kind of thing. Um but I also there's um at the start 
there's a completely original track uh, inspired by the pedal. Uh, <laughs> you can say inspired by Randy Rhodes called Crazy Train or something like that. <laughs> Going off the... the um... <laughs> yeah, some of the things that you've done recently. <laughs> well, what I, what I usually do is I, I do pastiches of uh, of the sounds of which the pedal are, are giving me. I, I go for like a pastiche of an artist that uses that kind of sound. So it's that sort of thing you get in Cornwall. <laughs> Cornish pastiche. <laughs> um, but so like the, I think the surplus. I did some like Thin Lizzy because it was. Like quite a quite a heavy overdrive, um, and there was the one that I got the um, the copyright slap on the wrist for, <laughs> um, which I'm uh, in the process of doing a full a full demo on that one actually of the Xander Cranium. And yeah, like, um, it's it's rat inspired, um, and I'm quite new to the rat circuit. I think the the first time I tried something rat inspired was um, the BMB by uh, Tate FX, mm. and that was only a couple of years back now. Um, and I haven't really dipped my toe into too many uh, other rat style circuits. I'm not um, sure your the rat is up your street, and the reason for that is it sits in very much the same EQ section as the Clon, and you don't really like the Clon. Yes, but it does something that the clon doesn't. Yeah, um, distorts. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it it gives you kind of hefty, chunky distortion, um, whereas the clon is all about that kind of subtlety, and I think it just doesn't really do it for me. The, the rat sounds like a produced Marshall tone. It, it sounds like someone's played a Marshall tone in a studio, and the the guy the, the producer has sat there and just tweaked it and um that's what that's what a rat sounds like to me yeah i can understand that yeah it's it's got um kind of pushed um 100 watt head uh tone to it um and the the upcoming demo definitely exploits a bit of that um mm. i i also explore some of the um, the more subtle side of the rap, which is what I really enjoyed with the BMB, is the fact that you can, like, when you dial it right back, you get a really crunchy, uh, crunchy overdrive, almost Marshall esque crunch. And I really enjoyed that. Um, however, the temptation once you, when you start pulling that gain up and up and up, and then you, you get to that where it starts kind of bottoming out and getting fuzzy. And it, I've, I've talked about it in the video, actually, how it, um, it, it's almost like a nostalgia trip for me. And it, it harks me back to um, when I first started playing guitar and there was like all subtlety went out the window and I plugged into my, what was then a, <laughs> a solid state practice amp, but just like dialed the gain up and held on for dear life. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's that's a bit what the uh, the rat circuit does to me. I it, think my my first ever array into effects was actually sitting there with an encore guitar into a custom amp, which was like a little ten watt transistor amp, 
and yeah. I'm sitting there and having a bus stop outside my my house, and the turbo made the made the amp go wee. <laughs> and sitting there playing it with my mates, and we were just like, "What was that?" And and we kind of looking at the guitar as to say, "How did I do that?" And it wasn't until like I don't know the fourth or fifth time that one of my mates went. That's the turbo because he was a diesel mechanic. And he was like, "That's the turbo off that double decker." And uh, they've got to be some like horribly microphonic pickups then. Uh, no, it was the it was the um, amp itself doing it. It might have been the pickups. Thinking about it, yeah, um, we just equated it to being the the amp being crap. But um, yeah, yeah, like the guitar was shit, like yeah. awful, <laughs> awful shit. So yeah, it could have been that, but. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, it was a really cool sound. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's something that you've got to got to seek now is uh, the turbo turbo modulation. I, I'll just put a flanger with an S bend, like right, or a whammy or something. <laughs> I suppose yeah, like the the Flan- kind of aeroplane mode of of flangers gets kind of there, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I dropped those two uh, two videos this week, and like potentially the craziest sounding uh, guitar pedals we will ever get on pedal boards of two. No, not even close. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like so far it is. I've done definite. crazier this week. Have you? Yeah, I'll talk about it in a sec. Not on the uh, pedal boards of doom channel though. You haven't. No, but I've created crazier tones last night. Well, until they recorded an on pedal boards of doom, that statement stands. Well, they've recorded. I did send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you did. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, I've done that this week. I've also I, I've done a, another band practice with the band that I was depping for. Mm. Um, because we've got a gig coming up. Um, kind of mid September ish. Think it's uh, gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. It, it should. I, w- I weren't thinking it weren't. Um, but like, <laughs> wasn't until now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you sowed that doubt. Um, <laughs> I, last time I went there, I used um, my PV Classic 30, which is a fantastic amp, really heavy, and the practice room is upstairs. Uh, and because it's quite a quiet, quiet rehearsal, like using electric drums and like a small space, I thought... Perhaps 30 watts is a bit much. Uh, so I took my HT5 with me this week. Mm, um, not No, it, was, it worked fine. I didn't, I didn't even get it past halfway on the volume. Um, I used the drive channel, but with the drive turned all the way down. So you could still use the, the EQ section of it. Um, and it was possibly one of the greatest pedal platforms ever sounded really good don't you shake your head at me lee i don't Sound know if i'm shaking my head saying no or shaking my head in dis- disappointment no it was, honestly it was very very good sound because like i had it <laughs> fuck off <laughs> for, for you uh listeners lee is uh making a kind of vomiting mime at me um but like five watts of power, managing to kind of push it, push it up about about a third of the way. 
so that the the speaker was getting involved the the valves were doing their job like i say i had the full um full eq available i had the isf mode as well so that it was to the left which i think is fendery yeah kind of fender voiced Mm. Um, but I bumped up the mids a little bit and it just, it, it worked with all of the pedals that were going into it. It sounded fantastic. And I had a really good practice because of it, because it was just, was doing everything that I wanted it to. Well, as long as you enjoyed yourself, that's the main thing. Yeah. And, and everyone else in the practice absolutely loved my guitar tone as well. So oh, that's nice of him to support you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm happy with it. I thought it was a really good, uh, really good tone. And as a, um, like dispelling that myth a little bit, because I know there's quite a few people out there, Stuart Tate included, um, who tend to crap on the speaker that this uh, HT5 has got, because it's got the uh, 7080 uh, by Celestia. And... There's quite a few people out there who were uh, who poo-poo that that speaker, but it did a fantastic job and it sounded just crisp and clear and. I remember when when the HT one five and these things came out and um, my, my favourite local guitar shop had started stocking all the Black Star stuff and they were really trying to push it on me and they were like trying to get me to agree with them that it was great and I was playing it and I was just like, it's not though, is it? You know, okay, it's better than something else I would imagine to be this size. And I loved it. It's Valve and this, that, the other. But it's a bit of shit. I did like the ISF thing. Um, but... I mean, the the HT1 is a little bit too limited to be all that useful. It's, it's a decent little um, kind of low wattage practice combo if you're doing, like, bedroom practice. But because it's got... It's only got a, a tone control. It, well, it's it's got an ISF control, but it acts as the tone control. Uh, and that's the only tonal shaping on it. It's just a little bit too limited. Whereas the the 5 has got the 3-band EQ and the ISF. You can even get them with reverb as well. And the Blackstar reverbs are brilliant. Um, <laughs> my one is the... Uh, what, are you, what are you laughing at you? You dickhead. Um, do you not remember those like little grey box black star pedals? The ones with the valves in? Yeah, yeah. They're there was so a reverb. Oh, for- shit. They are so, so shit. They're low voltage into the valve. They're basically just like having a little light bulb on them. They're just in place of the LED, but more or less, they don't do anything. Oh, dear. They had, they had uh, massive power supplies that came with them because they were. Pumping those pedals with juice, weren't they? I I, I, whenever I heard so. them being gigged, because uh, there were a couple of local bands who used them, and they sounded fantastic. Let's have a look, because I'm sure they're just running 9 volt inside. Um, I don't think they're running high plate voltage. Um, do you want me to Google this? Nah, don't bother. Right. We'll okay, okay. I mean, the, the, the beauty of the podcast is that it's like a, a pub chat. Um, <laughs> uh, 
one day we should Love do it in a pub, shouldn't we? We should get everyone down to the pub and uh, we should we should do the podcast live in a pub. I mean, that's going to be slightly problematic now that you've been in a different country. Oh, mate, as if I'm not going to be revisiting the UK once COVID's down. Never. <laughs> like, I do have a lot of family. Um, in fact, it's hurting me quite a lot that I can't revisit the UK easily at the moment because my, my little brother's just had a motorbike accident and he's, uh, he's in quite a bad way. Yeah, man. Yeah. So quite sad about that, to be honest. But we're FaceTiming him every day and stuff, so it's a, uh, yeah, Impressive. yeah, yeah. So, do you want to know what I've been doing? I suppose we should. Yeah, go okay. on. What have you been up to, Lee? So, I received a bit of a care package this week from my lovely friends over at Tomepedia. Um, basically because i'm working on my new studio it was a case of we were talking about monitors and i was talking about the monitor headphones i use which are these akgs and Mm -hmm. i want to get a set of monitors like proper speaker monitors might get some yammies or something like that like hs8 or is it hs 8s i think it's called or h7s i can't remember the white ones the back ones with the white speakers um Anyway, uh, from all, all the research I've done, they, they use, in that sort of price range, they kind of sound the best. Um, I think the Adam Audios are a little bit too more too expensive um, for what you get. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, Danny started talking to me about these. Um, he's one of he's our chief sound engineer. He started talking to me about these headphones, these ones here, and these are. Um, Aerodynamic, yeah, Aerodynamic. Uh, I've heard of them, but not too much. Anyway, um, I got them and I plugged them in to listen to something, and I was like, "Oh, oh, it sounds really weak and stuff. It doesn't sound like it does through my my actual headphones, uh, through these ones and through my speakers. It just doesn't sound as as punchy and there's there's hardly any bass. Anyway, we looked at the frequency response." And these are truly more or less flat. You know, it, it moves around a bit, but these are much, much truer. So I, I decided to do a bit of mixing with them. And uh, my, my mixes have come out so much better. So, so much better than these. These these are fairly flat, these AKGs. Uh, 92s, I think. Um, what's it say? Uh, K92s, yeah. Um, but uh, they do actually bump up the low end a fair bit more than I expected them to when you look at the frequency uh, response and the uh, the treble drops off too early as well so I was quite happy with that and I'd been getting some I've got my pedal board running through my uh, mixer then running into cakewalk and then I'm running it back into my mixer so I can monitor it and listen to it through speakers so instead of running because I've got all my amps on my pedal board I'm just running it through speakers rather than, uh, or headphones rather than having cabs in the room so i'm just running cab sims mm. on my door where i need it the kraken's obviously got cab sims built into it so yeah yeah and um and it allowed me to get some really really good tones that when i recorded them and sent them over to people they were actually much truer to what i heard through my speakers so when uh, through my headphones so when i actually sent them over to people it, it was like oh, here is actually what I wanted to send you rather than here's something close to what I thought I had. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because, I mean, if you're 
if your earphones are telling you that there's more bass than there is, you're going to naturally cut a bit more to compensate mm. so that you don't get like boomy and flabby bass. Yeah. So that exactly. when you send it to someone, they'll end up getting a, a weaker, thinner sound. Yeah. So like last night I was playing around with my board and I created this awesome tone. And because um, I was playing it through my little speakers, um, created this really nice tone. And I thought, right, before I record this, I'm going to listen to it through these headphones because they've only got a short lead on them. That's one of the things that's annoying me. The lead on this one, these, this one I'm using them now is only because we're, we're chatting, but this lead is huge, you know, as you can see there. Yes. Um, but the the lead on the other one is that, as you can see, it's not, not that long. Um, so yeah. it's probably about a meter and a half, whereas this one's probably, uh, the other one's like twice the length. And so... I plugged the um, the DT770 Pros in and um, the sound was completely different. I had to go back to the board and redial it in. It was uh, frustrating. But let me tell you about this tone because this tone was amazing. So what I've managed to do is, you know I've spoken about, I can run a wet, dry, wet rig through my board. Yes. So yes. I've... I've got a rig that in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, you would have had a team of sound guys running in order to get it going through several racks and loads and loads and loads of stuff. I've got that basically coming through my board to a very high quality. Yeah. I wanted to record it. So I thought, okay, can I do this? Can I get it all separate? And I've managed to do that. Um, I'm running it into three channels on my pedal board and I thought, okay, let, let's try. So the first one I did was basically a Fender, a Marshall and a Vox Tone just all coming through and I recorded them separately and then I recorded them like all together uh, so you could hear the separate tones and then all together and everyone who listened to it said, oh yeah, when they're all together, it just all comes alive and it's really, really nice. So last night I thought, okay, right, let's try to have some fun here and let's... Let's try and push the boundaries a little bit more. So on this adventure, what I did was I took my Duchess, which is the Fendery sounding one. Mm -hmm. I put the metal zone into it and I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is a scooped mid sound sounds shitty, but there are characteristics of it when you're playing that are attractive. Yeah. So, you know, you get that, you get that real fizzy overdrive stuff, but you lose you lose it if you dial the mids back in. So what I did, so I, I dialed this um, this scooped mid sound in with the metal zone, um, mm-hmm. but I also put tremolo, because it's got tremolo and reverb built into the amp, so I put the reverb all the way up, and I put the tremolo on, like um, pulsing like, boom, 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 no, a bit faster now, boom, 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 about that speed, um, but not too, not too much on the depth. And I added some delay to it, so it's a mess. It's a scoop mid mess. Yeah. Then I on the um, on the Kraken, I had a fifty-one fifty. It was quite mid heavy, and it was like more like a grown-up metal tone. You know, it didn't sound like a sixteen-year-old yeah. with his first pedal board. Um, and it just had a tiny bit of reverb on it, so it was pretty much dry as you know a, a nun's private parts. Um, exactly. 
and I dialed them in so they sounded really nice together. And then I went to the GT1000 core and I dialed in a tone which was a ring modulator that was going, it was quite modulated, so it was going like, like that. Um, But I added after that a slow gear, so it was going, like like that sounded like a ghost now all three tones on their own sounded absolute crap but when you put them all together it sounded amazing it really did and i've sent it around to a load of people and everyone's like oh my god (laughs) it's like i need a wet dry wet rig now uh it's just just it sounds on paper it sounds like it should be utter shite i mean your description of it did not sell it to me, I'll be honest. So listen to the link I sent you last night and um yeah, I think you'll be I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because it's just it's just really interesting. Yeah, I suppose yeah, interesting is a is a term you might use for it. Yeah, but it's clear. That's the thing, right? It doesn't sound like it's gonna it sounds like it's gonna be a giant mess, but it's not. It's it, it's really clear. Mm. and that's the yeah i'll have to check that out yeah that's the clean tone coming through so yeah that, that's probably uh if i was to put that on pedalboard soon that would probably be the craziest tone we'd had do it yeah i might i might record it i've got it all saved but um i'm, go- I'm gonna progressively try and get crazier and crazier tones because that's that's the point for me that's the point of wet dry wet is you can get properly, properly crazy tones and and keep it like, keep the clarity. So one thing I'm up for is a challenge. If you can suggest um, you and listeners, if you, if you want to suggest to us um, some challenges, like, okay, try and get these three effects sounding good together. Um, yeah, I'm up for the challenge. Interesting. I mean, it sounds like it could be the basis of a a new video series. This, <laughs> yeah, but like challenge, challenge Alec, like, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get a little helicopter. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> yeah, I think our uh, our budget might need to be uh, increased if we want to do the whole shell suit and helicopter combo. She was on something recently. I can't remember what it was. I, I saw her on something. What television? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. This is a very niche um, reference for any of our international listeners. Oh, I suppose it would be. Well, she was Swedish, though, wasn't she? Or some sort of Scandinavian. Was she? Annika. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Cause, yeah. Just because she's got that name, it doesn't mean that she's from Swedonia. Or Scandin- the, the tall blonde lady called Annika. I mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> There is evidence pointing toward, yes, but it's not conclusive. I, I mean, I concede it, yeah, definitely. Um, however, uh, I, I don't know her origins. I mean, she could be uh, Oriental as well, couldn't she? Because her surname was Rice. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> I love saying things like that when you're taking a drink. <laughs> Terrible. And that's a peek behind the curtain for our uh, our listeners as well. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a little little sippy sip from my uh, 
pug mug. Yeah, most of the time I'm saying stuff like that. I, I don't actually mean it. I'm just saying it just to catch him off guard while he's having a drink or something. Yeah, he's trying to make me spill water over my equipment. <laughs> um, oh, which dear. so far hasn't worked because I'm far too cheap to buy new equipment. So. <laughs> Oh man! What uh, do you reckon? You reckon we should do some news? I reckon, newers. I reckon we should. Got to do some newers. Well, so what are we talking about first, Lee? What are we saying? Uh, I, you've got it in front of you. We could talk about the. Should we hit the Ibanezes? The Ibanezes. Okay. Yeah. What do you want to say about them? So, Ibanez have released um, a new, well, a revision of uh, a series that they released two years ago. Uh, the AZ series. Yeah. We've had and mixed opinions about them, haven't we, between us in in, in general about the uh, the original lot of Ibanez's, uh, sorry, AZ's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the ones that I've managed to play have all left me a bit, uh, just a little bit cold. I've, uh, I really wanted to like them and it just, they never really struck that chord with me. Hmm. And, and to summarize, my experience was that when I played the Indonesian one, I think they're Indonesian, um, they were, um, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't everything everyone ex- like promised them to be. But when I played the Japanese one, I, I fell in love with it completely. I really, really loved it. So um, these don't sit in that realm, do they, to the new ones? They are actually a much, much lower price version. Absolutely. So they are the the Ibanez AZES, which stands for Essentials, and their marketing spiel says all of the stuff that you need and none of the stuff that you don't pretty much yeah um so they've stripped back all of the superfluous stuff and you're just getting at the core of it the the az uh model so what have we got we've got two different uh two different types we've got an hss version and a standard strat three single coil version Mm. um and both of them come uh a standard with the the selector switch so you get um like your standard HSS or SSS um five way blade switch, but you also get some um series and parallel switching and uh coil splits with that with humbucker as well. Yeah it's I don't know, um it's kind of like if these are good, if these are, are gonna be the next uh, classic vibe or the next uh, Pacifica, then then this is great. I, I would, I, I I have said it time and time again. I've been tempted to sell all my guitars and get something like a PRS or an AZ or something along those lines because it does it all. But then again, I really like my my guitars, so I'm, not, I'm actually not going to do that. Um, but the I think. Um, I think so many people have got uh, a an RG or something when they first start out and they just don't feel nice because of those wizard necks. They're too flat. Um, I've still got my RG, mate. Uh, I absolutely love that wizard neck. It's different, but it's uh, they're, they're very playable. I've not played a, uh, an Albanese guitar that 
that hasn't been like tremendously playable. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I remember hurting my um, hands on on playing like a, an RG. I think it was like a three fifty or something like that um, on the locking nut and stuff like that because it was so rough. Um, so like you're playing and you're like cutting your hands on the on the fret ends and these sort of things. This was a long time ago, so I'm sure that they've improved. I hope they have anyway, but <laughs> I I think that these are going to be more comfortable to play, and I, that's yes, so- kind of what I'm thinking. I think they're going to feel more like more like a strap, more like um, you know something that is a bit more just comfortable to learn on. Yeah, I mean they, they mentioned that these uh, like they borrow the AZ. Um, ergonomic neck profile, so you're gonna you're gonna be getting something a bit more um, classic feeling, a bit more vintage feeling, rather than those um, speed shreddy necks. Mm. And it's uh, a very uh, very comfortable uh, fretboard radius as, as well. So it's all it's all pointing towards like Ibanez's take on those classic instruments. Yeah, uh, which the the um, the AZ series was originally anyway. It was kind of like a classic modern one. It was their their take on that kind of sur market. Yeah, I, I think the AZ kind of is for the metal player who grew up a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Modern modern appointments, but vintage uh, temperament almost. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I, I think when, when you're at the stage where we're at and you look at something that's got like a wizard neck on it or something like that, you know what it is. You know what to expect. And when you go to play that, you're like, you understand what it's doing. But when you get a, a guitar like that as your first guitar, you automatically think all guitars are like that. Because that's your only experience. That's your only reference point, isn't it? And I think with this, it's going to... Um, it's going to open up that sort of Ibanez build quality, hopefully. Hopefully these are going to be much better than the ones I experienced when yeah, many, many moons ago. Um, and I have played some wonderful Ibanezes since. Some really, really good ones, but they were much more expensive as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I really hope that these are going to be uh, what they promise to be. Now, they don't come with the roasted maple, do they? So, yeah, the the things that they... Um, take away from the the premium lines you don't get your roasted maple um, necks you don't get stainless steel frets you don't get locking tuners so they're taking taking all those premium features away Um, the fretboards are uh, is it Jatoba Um, but I've I've heard a few places say that the Jatoba is roasted as well so you get the feel of the roasted neck without the price point of a roasted neck. Um, but you, you're also getting a, a bespoke um, trim system with uh, very ergonomic and comfortable rounded saddles. Um, yeah, and, I saw that. Yeah, which is, I, I thought that was a, a very nice step for them to have taken where they could have easily have taken a just a standard wilkinson or or whatever go to uh, tremolo system that was already on the market you know what else they've done on here on on the hss one is um the one that's got the trim on it anyway 
because I think one of them is a hardtail as well. But the the Tremor okay, yeah. doesn't have the the white bit on the end that you often get on the cheaper tre- um, strap copies and these sort of things. So it's just like uh, the straight through, yeah, solid. yeah uh, steel yeah. steel arm, and it look they look quality, even though you're actually getting something less. <laughs> they look quality, don't they? It's, uh... Uh, yeah, I know. I know what you mean it, the the standard trem arms with the white kind of screw on end. It has a cheapness about it. It feels cheap because you get like mm. almost like the the stigma that you get with like a black strap with a white pit guard. Yeah, every cheap strap copy comes in that, and every cheap strap copy comes with a cheap whammy bar as well. That's it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean you've got a, a red and white um, SSS version, uh, and you've got a blue, silver, and black um, HSS version as well. So um, they're they're catering for some uh, some standard vintage colours, and the price point is is pretty uh, pretty good as well. I think UK we are talking two nine nine for the. Uh, the SSS and something like two two nine, uh, sorry three two nine for the um, HSS. So yeah. So if this was your, if you were looking to buy either your first or maybe second guitar, um, would you buy this? Mm, it's difficult to say. It's difficult to say. I mean, the specs look good. Um, is it? And they're a bit cheaper than the classic vibe stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be worth a punt. For myself, they've taken away all of the things that I I was looking for in the AZ, which was the <laughs> the roasted neck and the stainless frets. So my money's still on the Charvel for that, the Pro Mod. At that price um, point, yeah. But how yeah. much is the Charvel, the Pro Mod? Uh they're like seven eight hundred quid yeah see that's not going to be your first or second guitar is it that's no that's not the target audience for this i think i would either go for this or go for the trusted pacifica i wish i got a pacifica when i'm when i was first playing um because i saw so many of them and just the ones i played were just so good um yeah but um i don't know how much a pacifica is now they were around the same price. The the uh, there was some stuff from uh, thirty two Gear Street three, uh, where they were comparing one of the a- new AZDSs to a, a Pacifica. Were they? Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. And they were they were quite comparable actually. There was there was not a lot in it. Yeah, you know, both Japanese companies, aren't they? So um, you know, they both put quite a lot of attention into it. It's not like you're getting something that's coming out of. Um, I don't know, off AliExpress or something like that. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the look at these. I think it's a really smart move as well to kind of expand that range because you know if someone gets in and they learn on the AZ and then they find that oh actually you can upgrade your AZ to something that's um, quite a lot better and they're like well I'm familiar with this but I want to upgrade. Maybe if I go to that I'll be familiar with that and you know it it will give you that progress all the way to the end to get the Japanese one eventually. Yeah, same happens with Yamaha though as well. They they've mm. got pro versions of the the Pacificas. Yeah, I think when you get, I don't see very many people playing the pro versions of the Pacifica. You see quite a lot of people with the uh, pro AZs. 
including signature yeah. uh, artists that we know of. Um, so yeah, it's. Are there any Pacifica signature artists like you can think of? I know that there are, but I can't think of them uh, off the top of my head. The Mike, Mike Stern has uh, got a. It's Pacifica inspired, but it's uh, like a T shape rather than a S style. Gotcha. Yeah, but there's, okay. uh, yeah, there's not many uh, Yamaha signature artists that I can name. To be fair. Cool. What's next up, man? Um, we've got um, a bit of news from Boss. Ooh. What have they been doing? What have they been doing? What are they up to? Who could <laughs> have known? Um, so they they've bought out a uh, a revision for the the Waza Air. So the Waza Air, obviously the the headphone amp with the gyroscopic, um, whatever they called it, the, the gyroscope. The, <laughs> the, the, the audio gyroscope where you can kind of place a an amp based on the position of your head um which was great technology so much so that it impressed you and you bought a set yourself yep. um love them they've never bought out absolutely they've, love they've them. bought out um yes you do yes it <laughs> says that here uh, um they've they've bought out a base version um so they've uh, they're looking to cater for for the bass guitarists of the world. I'm a bit confused um, by this. I, I honestly thought it was going to come out as a software update. I, I don't understand what's different about them. Uh, largely nothing. <laughs> I mean, they are the, they're the same thing, but you, you've got um, five bass amp types built in rather than the... Was it was it four or five guitar amps? It's the same as Katana, so I think it's five. I think you've got there's the, an acoustic setting, isn't there? And then there's yeah, you've got like a, a just a a clean flat setting. You've got acoustic. You've got I think then you've got blues. You've got overdrive, and then you've got like the um, brown as well. Brown, yeah, yeah as well. Um, I don't think that's this mirrors that. Um, but I'm not entirely sure of the five amp types. Uh, we've got 30, um, 30 effects built in that are apparently optimized for bass guitar. So perhaps you're going to be seeing quite a bit of crossover with the two. No, no um, that, that does make a bit of sense. I still think that could have been a software thing, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but how many bass guitarists have got Waza headphones? I just mean like a lot of guitarists play bass, but case in point, right? So, um, and for, you know, for the listeners there, I'm just pointing at my bass behind me. I've been playing bass quite a lot. I've actually been talking to a few bass companies about getting some bass gear in because um, when you're recording, you do like to use your bass stuff. Now, if I want to practice my bass stuff, do I need to now go out and buy a separate set of Wazirs? Yes, I think you do. Um, I don't think this is necessarily marketed at yourself. You are a guitarist who happens to have a bass. Um, like you play bass occasionally. Your love is for the guitar. This is definitely for those who are who are bass centric. Um, so they they will be unlikely to have because if they're like the opposite version of you and they occasionally play guitar they're unlikely to have bought a 
a set of Waza headphones for like 400 quid. We know quite a few bass players who play guitar a fair bit, though, don't we? Like Mr. Andrew Bimson comes to mind. Uh, he, he's um, at the heart a bass player, isn't he? Uh, yes, but he's he's definitely delved into the world of guitar effects, hasn't he? Yeah, he's come over into the dark side, hasn't he? Um, but yeah, yeah. That I would say you're more likely to find most got most. Bass players have a guitar. Most bass players yeah. I know have a guitar. Yeah, I mean, I've got a bass. I've got two, in fact. But do I practice that instrument as much as would justify me buying a set of headphones? Mm. Nope. No one's going to buy both sets. Was no. there anything else it was optimised about that wasn't just software? Like, are the speakers in them different? No, I don't think they are, no. But the you've obviously like if you've got bass amp modelling for it, that will be optimised for the frequencies of the bass guitar. Um I assume the, the headphones have got like FR, FR drivers in there, so it doesn't really matter what's going into it. I think so, yeah. Because they're good for music, like listening to music and stuff as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I sh- I'm I'm fairly interested in in these and seeing what um what they can do. I, I'd be interested to see what the audience thinks about them. Um, you know, because the, the I, I think the Wazareers were a little bit controversial for people. They were a little bit marmite. You know, some people loved them, some people hated them. Um, so I'm interested to see what people think about the uh, the base ones. Hmm. And how how are you getting on with your um your Waza headphones? Considering you've had them for about probably a, a good six months now, haven't you? Uh, I think I got them late last year, didn't I? So, uh, uh, so probably coming up to a year. Yeah, I, I love them. I use them all the time. Um, they they're fantastic. You can just sit there um in the living room with your family, and they can be. Like your kids can be watching the cartoons on the TV and you just put them on and you're in a different planet, but you can still keep an eye on your kids. And that's the wonderful thing, you know, if they're sticking their head in the fireplace or something, you're, like, you're there. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. You might not hear them scream, but you can see <laughs> them scream. Because <laughs> the noise cancelling is fantastic. It's actually pretty good, yeah. Um <laughs> So yeah, no, I, I like them a lot. I, I've I've got like a set tone that I use on them pretty much, which is like a rat tone on them, and I I um I I love them. Like they're they're very 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 good. One of the best things is just putting on backing tracks on YouTube and just jamming over them. Yeah, I mean they've they've got their own built-in uh, backing tracks as well, don't they? There's like a a feature. Is there not with that? Because I know that with this, it mentions that there was certain beats that you could access via a boss app oh, or something. Maybe that's an update they're uh, doing then. Because I, I've been hoping that they, there was an update coming for for them. So there's some breaking news for you. Um, maybe there's some, maybe there's an update coming for the Wazareers where you can actually get some bits and pieces. I, I know one of the issues is if you're on. Um, YouTube, and then you come off of it to you know change the parameters, change the settings on the using the app. Obviously, when you come off of YouTube, it, it stops playing unless you've got the premium version. Um, and um, 
I don't. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, get out of here, money bags. Yeah, so it's a bit of a uh, bit of a faff, and it's not boss's fault. It's YouTube itself, you know. It's not. Um, that's not boss's fault that YouTube decides to stop playing when you come off of it. But Spotify, for instance, something like that that has um, the ability to come off of it and to still um, and to still, you know keep playing and to edit the uh, the app and stuff like that so yeah I, I like them overall they're really really good i use the gyroscope a lot less than i thought i would um because yeah. what happens is it's not that it's not the headphones fault it's my fault if you look to the left look down move like that go up the gyroscope doesn't register it like that so effectively i've looked up yeah it has a drift on it doesn't it i remember you saying that yeah yeah, and it's not as a result of any flaw with the headphones at all. It's just because I look at my guitar when I'm playing far too much. <laughs> but but then again, like who isn't? Who's not looking at their guitar whilst they're playing? Joe Satriani. I mean, he's going like yes, his. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, it, it is bad habit looking at your guitar when you're playing. You should, you know. It should be using your ears, not your eyes. Indeed. Um, however, it is something that happens, something that people do. And when you, like, if it is a practice tool, you'll be looking at your what your hands are doing if you are practicing. So. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That is very true. Or looking at your phone because it's sat on your lap and you don't have, like, a, a music desk, a uh, music stand out with the phone on it going, like, like that you just don't the the point of the Wazarez is less gear you've got your headphone you've got your wireless connector you've got your basically guitar and some headphones and you've got all your effects you've got all your amps and all these tones and that sort of thing to then go and put something else in front is a bit of a pain um to set other bits and pieces up so um yeah it's yeah what have we got next <laughs> right, so our final bit of news for this week news. is Walrus Audio. Um, they have released a distortion pedal. Have they? Which they are saying is like the be-all and end-all of distortion. Um, it is called the Eras. E- Eras. Um, and the reason why they are saying that is because it is um, multifaceted. It has got... Uh, it, so the controls for, like from top left going downwards so you've got um volume blend and gain so it's got a blend control on it which is as we know from the uh the fx antares a blend control is uh just top quality but then you've got um you've got bass and then you've got mode in the center and treble and this mode control very similar to the um, the Xander effects uh, uh, diode selection. How are you, spe- so, how are you spelling this? E R A S. Uh, Eras. Eras. Uh, so, mode one is LED clipping, but uh, LED hard clipping with a very slight mid scoop. Uh, mode two is silicon hard clipping, so a slightly different flavor diode clipping yep again hard clipping slight mid scoop uh number three is dual clipping mode which is silicon and led um with the the most uh compressed version of the um of the clipping and then four is 
uh, LED hard clipping with a, a severe mid scoop, and then five is silicon hard clipping with a severe mid scoop. Okay. Okay. This looks fairly interesting because um, it, it's interesting how the mids the mids are kind of like decided via the the clipping type and the mode because you don't actually have a mid control on there. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's it's similar to um, stuff like the uh, the Timmy, the EHX Crayon, um, the TC pedals as well, the Dark Matter, the Mojo Mojo. I think maybe the Rottweiler Distortion as well all have that two band EQ. So you set the mid by setting the other two controls. Right. So it's it's an active. I see. So the the bass and the uh, treble are cut and boost. Um, I don't know whether it's active or not, but you <clears throat> by by cutting away treble and bass, you're then making the mid more prominent. Surely, yeah. So yeah, that's usually what happens. Usually, from my understanding, I think uh, Brian Wampler was saying about this on the active ones. Basically, uh, at twelve o'clock, it's it's neither up nor down. And um, if you want to boost the mids, you turn it down a bit because the mids are at twelve o'clock as well, but fixed. And you, yeah, you give it a mid hump by turning them down. You give it a mid scoop by turning them up. Um, there was a lot of talk about mid scoops with this, though, wasn't there? Um, yeah, so because it, because it's a distortion pedal, there's mid scooping going on. So you've got the first two modes are a tight mode, so it's a gentle mid scoop with those two. And then the final two are rhythm modes, which has got a, a more severe mid scoop. So giving you that kind of thrashy um, style EQ with the the mids being scooped out. Yeah, I like the look of it. The the uh, overall look of the um, kind of like the ball with wings. Um, yeah, on, on the red background, is that is that sort of claret color, isn't it? So. There's a lot of black going on, black knobs on it as well. It, it's it's giving that sort of impression of a, a metal pedal, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's got a very strong aesthetic to it, for sure. Yeah, a lot of the Walrus pedals look really great. They really do. Hmm. Um, okay. I mean, my, my concern here is that this this pedal is $199, so probably, probably talking very similar pounds wise yeah um the guitar pedals that i've been demoing for pedal boards of doom recently the uh xander surplus and the xander cranium offer you eight different um diode switching and with the um with the surplus you've got basically two channels you've got two foot switches for two channels uh so you two different versions of uh drive with the cranium, you've got a, basically like a, a boost mode, which maxes the gain and gives you a, a a volume on on the one foot switch, so you can have like heavy like heavy mode and then your less um, less heavy style. But they're basically like 150 quid, uh, and you get much more. Well, yeah, on paper that you're talking, you're talking much more mm. there, aren't you? Yeah, I, I think um, 
yeah, Alex is killing it at the moment. You know, his pillar pedals are really, really good. You, you, there is an element of option paralysis with them. Uh, you got to be honest. You know, I do like Alex a lot, and his pedals are also I like a lot, but there are a lot of controls on them. This is a little bit more simple. Uh, I suppose it's got that going for it, but more is more. Yeah, I mean, have like having the the eight options and and using only five of them. Yeah, is. Like you've still got those other options to to explore, um, and yeah, I mean mentioning Alex as well. We've got the uh, we've got a little bit of a uh, an advertising campaign going on on his socials at the moment about the Duplo two. Yes, I, I, it's not like even the Duplo's been out that long. <laughs> I, no. I need to talk to him about that. Just get some details on what what's going on there. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a very good reason he's uh, done that. And anyway, look back to this Eris. Um, I'm guessing Eris is the name of the uh, the fly bull. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the Greek beast. I'm, I'm looks usually it. really down with those sort of things and know a lot about them. So I'm a bit shocked that I don't <laughs> on this. Uh, I, I probably do. It's probably part of something god knows <laughs> it's probably part of something yeah yes, i think, I think you like are correct. Jason, the argonauts or something along those lines but i can't think of it off the top of my head um but um would you buy one uh no no i wouldn't <laughs> um, because of the aforementioned uh crania uh the the designer uh, stuff um Partly because of that, partly because I don't need a distortion pedal. I'm very much uh, a much more reserved kind of tone. Um, and I listened to the the product demo of this, and there was lots of uh, lots of songs. There was like some Linkin Park riffs going on. There was Blur song too, and all of these tracks are like, yeah, they're they're cool tracks. They're not tracks that I play. Wasn't song They're not two the kind of style that I play. Uh, yes, possibly, yeah. Mm. We do like our rats, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> that we do. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, for me, mm-hmm. I probably would buy this. Um, I mean, you are a distortion kind of guy. Yeah, I also really, really like the um, the design. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it is very very strong isn't it yeah i, I like how it's got it, it looks very easy to dial in i and i also quite like the idea of the blend the clean blend um yeah so uh, being able to just get some really really aggressive tones and then just dial in a little bit of clarity just to keep those yeah. those lead tones sweet, um, especially if you're going mid scoop. When you dial back in the blend, you're getting some of that mid back as well. Um, yeah, true, true, true. So yeah, I, I'm I'm actually pretty okay with this one. I, I I like it a lot. I agree what you said with like alternatives, but I can see the merit of this one on its own as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm not poo-pooing the idea. I think it's very well done, mm. very well executed. Um, just maybe not for me. Yeah. And if you were a bass player looking for a practice tool, what do you reckon the Wazer is? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, for practice with bass at the moment, I've got um, bass models on the HX Stomp. Oh, yes. Uh, so I use that. Yeah. Um, in fact, actually, if you've checked out any of the Budget Pedal Chap um, Peabod videos, the bass on that is likely me going through the HX Stomp. Do you know what I think I'm going to try? I think I'm... Because remember I said the Wazerez have got that flat response setting? Yeah. I think I'm going to plug bass into that. Okay. And uh, okay. see how it comes out. Because I reckon that's actually going to sound pretty good. Right. I think that is where we, uh, we shall wrap up for this week. Uh, we have done some some stuff... We <laughs> by by the time this comes out, your video will come out as well. So you uh you listeners get to be part of the first pedal boards of doom news fret talk crossover. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. I wonder how many people um, if, watch both, like listen and indeed. watch the news and they'll be like yeah, hang on, I've heard this before. <laughs> but now you get you get some visual with it as well. You get you get all of this. But yes, that's where we'll we'll wrap up for this week. And it's always like before we do our wrap ups, we always give a shout out to our wonderful Patreon people. That is a bit of alliteration there. The Patreon people. Um you're amazing. And for as little as two dollars a month if you are not a Patreon people, you can be a Patreon people. We have some more peas and those that. some like perverse Patreon people. I mean, I cannot, I cannot possibly comment on whether they are perverse or not. They um, definitely are for listening to us. Um, <laughs> it's so, a perversion in let's, itself. Uh, <laughs> let's do. Let's uh, give them some shout outs. We mentioned Bimson earlier, but let's uh, mention him again, Mister Andrew Bimson, Mister Adam Yeomans. Mr. Doug Christ of, I was going to say Chef Tone Effects there. He's not. He's not of Chef Tone Effects. He's of 37 Effects. He's of the Just Surprise Me podcast and of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, um, who previously uh, did Donnie Darko, and I'm just getting through that one now. Oh, I hate that film. Why? <laughs> Shit. It's great. Uh, Donnie Darko is a pile of wang. Oh, I love that film. Um, but I, I love the fact that they're talking about it. They're making me kind of want to try it again. Um, we have got a huge erection. That was a good Maybe. one, wasn't it? Uh, we have got Mr. Ben Fletcher with Fletcher Pickups and Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast. He's also appeared on the Just Surprise Me podcast more than once. Um, so there you go. Uh, myself, if you want to catch me online, it's Budget Pedal Chop at Facebook, at Instagram, and at YouTube. And YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series, uh, which last week had the dial-up fuzz by Emergy Effects. And this week coming up, you will have... Herpes. The... Um, you might have herpes. Um, you will have the iSet Hot Distortion... Um, which is much better than I, I was anticipating it was going to be. Which has uh, a volume, a blend, a gain, a bass, a five-switch mode. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not quite. Um, I expected it to be an overdrive, actually. It's just like this little P2 
pink pedal with a flame on the front. I thought, oh, that's got to be that's got to be like tube screamery. No, it was full on distortion, and it's quite a, quite a nice sounding distortion as well. Cool. Um, so that's coming up on the No Talk All Tone this week. Um, Lee, you are pedal boards of doom. I am. I am, isn't it? You are everything. Great. Of doom. I, I, I love my group. It is so, so very, very good. And it's opened up so many doors to me. And I'm so thankful to it. It really is amazing. Uh, we have uh, the Facebook group. We have Facebook page. We have uh, Tonepedia as well, uh, which we're very, very closely related to, um, which gives you a chance to try out all the latest pedals interactively. Um, which is fantastic and it is such a great resource and we're bringing out new new bits and pieces for that all the time so keep an eye out for a really big announcement very soon let's come a couple of months um we also have our wonderful youtube channel with our array of hosts including yours truly and yourself dear sir um we oui, oui. <laughs> do you need to go <laughs> eventually i will yes i've drank a lot of water um so yeah we do all that we've got instagram which you know, everyone knows i hate it but we have it um and way to plug in oh, i know we do we do use it though. um uh what else do we do dude uh i think that's about it to be honest oh, oh we also do a podcast uh, and we do the news i mean <laughs> It, it it's a bit of a weird one trying to advertise the podcast on the podcast if they know about the podcast they're already here it's kind of meta uh, isn't but it? yeah this episode is is the most meta of the podcast because it is a f- like featuring on both the podcast and last week's news <laughs> um, so we'll see how that works um yeah but that's it you for don't this sound week. convinced uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it could be a smash hit. Could be. Indeed. It could also be but something else that rhymes with that. Yeah. Smash it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but there, there we go. That will do for this week. So, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Trip, from Lee, say bye, Lee. Bye bye, guys. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Goodbye. People not recording the camera anymore. I stopped that. Stick around. does Charles Dickens keep any spice rack? I don't know. The best of times and the worst of times. Oh.